Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Out of Bounds Golf Podcast. I am back here with my co-host Nolan. We are going to do a little uh, recap of the Rocket Mortgage Classic last week. We got the 3M Open next week. Uh, we also had the U.S. Senior Open this week. Two weeks away from the British Open, so there's a little bit to talk about. And we will start with what happened last weekend at the Rocket Mortgage. Nolan, what'd you ha- what'd you see out there? So I guess um, the winner was uh, Nate Lashley. Um, he shot a negative 25 to, and he won by six strokes. Um, pretty much had the lead first round and never looked back. No one really ever had a chance at uh, at taking him. Um, the runner-up was uh, Doc Rudman, who shot a final round negative five to put up a total of negative 19 and finish six behind Nate. And then um, one behind him was Rory Sabatini, and he, uh, I guess he was at minus 18, and he shot a final round negative four. Uh, we also had Wes Roach tied for third with uh, with Rory. Oh, okay. And I'd also like to just mention T5, <laughs> my boy... Brant Snedeker. What an impressive final round, 67. The, the Sneds coming through for me. Uh, if you listened to our last episode, I picked him on our weekly one-and-done golf contest as a complete blind draw. I did zero research. I saw his name, liked him, finished the highest. Uh, I guess one of the guys in our in our pool had him. So I tied, tied with him, but other than that, we had the highest finisher of the week for our whole pool. So And if you listened last week, bit of money. we... Um, all of Jordan and I's predictions from last week all came within the top 17. So, yeah. Don't want to toot yeah. our own horns, but uh, pretty good. Yeah. you. Uh, I think that curses us for next week, but we'll see what happens. True. I, You know, before we talk about players that, that didn't show up, we kind of thought that the cut was going to be low. I was not expecting it to tie the record at four under. And for a second there, I thought it might get to five under, but it did stay at four under. One guy in our pool had Ryan Moore, who shot under par and still missed the cut. That kind of hurts, but uh, that's insane. I I've I don't remember a tournament, at least you know since my knowledgeable golf memory days, where the where the cut was that low, and certainly where the winner shoots twenty five deep. That's pretty insane. Yeah, that was crazy. And uh, did you actually hear the story about uh, Nate Lashley? I have heard about Nate Lashley. I was going to say, it's two uh, weeks in a, a row. We've kind of had, yeah, we've had like two weeks in a row of people kind of going from rags to riches or whatever. We yeah. have. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Nate Lashley, I believe it was when he was in college, correct? Yeah, 2004 when he was story. at Arizona University. Yeah, he had uh, his parents and his girlfriend coming to watch him, and the plane crashed and none of them survived. So he saw quite a bit of tragedy in a very short amount of time, kind of bounced around, not really doing much in the golf business, and decided that he was going to give it another go. He actually um, was he flipped houses as a real estate agent for six months um, in 2012 because he, he was struggling on the nationwide tour. Um, and then three years later, he came back and he played on... Um, for in the PGA Tour uh, Latin America, and um, then he played in the Web.com Tour, and then it looks like um, in 2018 he got his PGA Tour card. Yeah, and he kind of had the same formula for uh, as Zach Suter last week with the win. Had a really good first round, comes back with a solid second round, and then uh, kills it on Saturday. 
to the point where he can just kind of cruise to a victory as long as he doesn't make any major mistakes on Sunday. So pretty much the same formula back-to-back out of a couple guys that aren't normally near the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. So, you know, a couple big wins for those guys. Interesting that not only are they winning, but they're running away with it. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, for them to get those wins, especially he hasn't – he's only had one top ten finish in his 32 PGA Tour event start. So, like, getting that huge lead is huge for Sunday because you don't really have to take any risks and then you're likely not going to have big mistakes if you're not, like, pin hunting or leaving yourself short on – like, short-siding yourself on the greens and everything. So, I think it's a good formula for people who haven't won before. <laughs> for sure. Uh, the only I think the only dangerous part about that is you also don't want to get in your in your mind that you got it locked up and start playing too soft. Uh, I think that's a huge part of you know whatever guy is their caddies right there just to keep them locked in and keep them competitive. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to be trying to to reach any greens in two over a lake or anything like that. But you you still got to keep the guy on their toes. That way, they're making good shots and they can two putt par their way around the course and. You know, not not risk the the blow up and the collapse. Yeah, but for a guy who is about to give up golf, and I mean, he did for a while. He was a real estate agent. It's pretty cool. Now he gets to play in the Open and at Augusta next year in the Masters. So uh, that was a pretty impressive win and story, I guess. Yeah, just like just like Zach Suter last week. All it takes is is the chance to get in the tournament, and anything can happen. So you get that qualification into the the masters and the open and everything like that you never know where that could take you do you see uh, uh do you see horschel's finish on sunday i did see i got so nervous yeah i almost got I, you i got a text from uh, another guy in our pool talking about brand seneca's start to the round i'm going okay i better go check the leaderboard i was out of town so i wasn't able to actually watch the last round and the first thing that popped up was Billy Horschel dropping like a seven under. I'm going, you have got to be kidding me. It was an eight under, and it was the lo- yeah, it was well, the lowest round of anybody on Sunday. <laughs> well, congratulations on your T17. Thank you. I mean, considering he moved up 41 spots on Sunday, I'll take it. That's impressive, but uh, I won the I won the money this week. That's all that matters. That's true. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I got three guys that you know. If you look at this field, they should have dominated, and they didn't even make the cut. Granted, the cut was four under, but still, I uh, had Dustin Johnson, Gary Woodland, and Bubba. Uh, Bubba's probably hurt the worst because he had a set, he showed 75 on Friday. Yeah, 68 so first round. Looking, he was looking pretty good and then missed it. DJ and Woodland, uh, Woodland got off to a pretty bumpy start, but DJ, a little bit of a bumpy start for him too, but both those guys were just kind of, I guess boring for a lack for, of a better term. For Dustin Johnson, though, he was he was sitting at negative five for the tournament on after his second nine or after his first nine on Friday, and then he came back and shot a thirty nine on the final nine to put himself outside of the cut line by one stroke. So it was just I don't know it. Yeah, like you said, it was kind of boring, but very disappointing from Bubba, Dustin, and Gary. I also had another player that I was I thought was incredibly disappointing was Ches Reeve. I don't know. He was he was at negative seven of 65 on the first round, two shots back at the lead, misses the cut because on Friday he shot a 78 plus six. Ooh. So from 65 to a 78 on uh, Thursday to Friday to miss the cut. Yeah, that's a rough swing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's, tough, to, that's tough to swallow on the way home. Oh, yeah. But uh, – 
Yeah, I, I thought uh, I had Bubba Watson, Dustin Johnson, and Ches Reevy as my disappointments of the week. You know, I, I don't know if you can really use the term disappointment at this point, just because he's only two tournaments in. But obviously, Matthew Wolf gets a lot of media attention simply because his oh, swing yeah. is kind of odd. He played really bad last week, and he he did come back with a solid Friday round with a 68 this week, but he, he still missed the cut after shooting a 75 his on on Thursday, the first day. Yeah, that's true. For I mean, as much hype as he's gotten about his swing, uh, you know, at some point you have to look at and see if he's actually putting up results. And so far, that is a big swing and a miss. Yeah, especially when you look at Victor Hovland, who they I think they turned pro the same week or whatever. Um, um, he finished T13 at negative 15, tying my other prediction, Hideki Matsuyama. So, I mean, we picked Victor last week, as, or we talked about Victor last week as well in our podcast, saying that he we were hoping he was going to do good things, and he did again. Um, he's been very impressive since the Open. Yeah, and then uh, a guy that, uh, this is kind of interesting to me. I was going to say he kind of impressed me the most. His finish is a little goofy for me to say he impressed me the most, but I would like to say that I was very happy to see Smiley Kaufman play well. Yeah, true. Unfortunately, he did drop an 80 on Saturday, so so that's not good, obviously. But for as much as that guy's gone through, I've always felt kind of bad for the guy because he has been kind of the one man out in terms of the, the friend group of him, JT, Jordan Spieth, Ricky. He's always been the guy that just hasn't been able to pull through. He dealt with the elbow injury. So I was kind of happy to see him back and at least, you know, making the cut and competing again. That was kind of cool. Yeah, that's true. He's like 250th or something in the in tour golf rankings. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that would be weird being a part of a group where you have, like, all the guys that are, like, super popular on the tour and, like, are quite successful and then you're not playing so well. <laughs> Yeah, it's got to be a little frustrating. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I just wanted to mention this week, I know we threw out some, some Champions Tour stuff last week. I had to do it again this week. Stricker. Because we had two Wisconsinites in <laughs> getting first and second again. Steve Stricker ran away with it uh, at minus 19. Wire to and wire. Jerry Kelly had a tied second finish with a 13 under. So, again, two Wisconsin guys. They are... They're pulling through and representing the state. Oh, yeah. Let's go. And so I really don't have much on that because I didn't watch any of it. I didn't really follow much of it. But I, I at least was paying attention to Steve Stricker on social media and the fact that he was able to go wire to wire and, and really kind of dominate the tournament is pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. I heard he shot like something super, super, super low on Thursday to kind of get yeah, him in. He went, he went uh, 62, 64, 66, 69. Yeah, that's, that's some good golf. And uh, and David Thompson and Jerry Keller were tied second at 13 under, so he won by six as well. So you gotta gotta hand it to him. He's a super cool guy. Always supports all the high school golf, everything like that. Shows up for the the high school state tournament, everything like that. So he's he's a pretty cool advocate for Wisconsin golf. Oh, yeah. So to see him continue to have success is, is he, pretty awesome for us. He tweet you back too and stuff when you're if you're in high school golf. If you like, he did. He shot me a couple of congratulations yeah. tweets. Me too. It's uh. He's a stand-up guy. For sure. So, that uh, that's about it for the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they go back there next year, and if they do go back there, if they do something to make it tougher, because I, 
I'm guessing that they're not overly pleased with a, a four undercut and a winner at 25 deep. That's yeah. just a just a guess. So it, you know, like you said, the greens are relatively flat. I'm not sure really what there is they could do with the course unless they're going to grow the rough super thick, yeah, or roll the greens super fast. But you know, we've seen players get kind of upset with the the PGA or or whoever it may be, the USGA, lately, anytime they make the course what they deem unfair, yeah. which is a little goofy to me because they're all playing the same course. But, uh, you know, you can't. I, I can't imagine that they're happy with seeing a winner at 25 deep. Uh, definitely not. Uh, but, I mean, there's yeah, like you said, it, sometimes it's fun to see them go super low, um, especially after you see them at the U.S. Open. I don't know. I don't really care about how low they go. I think that's more like the U.S. Open sort of – or, sorry, the um, – the PGA just wanting them to, I don't know, like make them look human to the to the average golfer. Yeah, there are some of those people that, you know, the the golf sticklers that I, I don't want to see a guy go twenty five deep. I want to see him look like a, a regular weekend golfer. Well, you know, I, I I would like to see a little bit of both. I don't need to see the guy struggling out there every single week and hating the game after, you know, a year of playing. I'd be interested to see what they would do if they came out and played like Glen Aaron or Riverside, or like our, our home courses. Because I don't know, I, they're I think they're pretty easy, and like I would be interested to see if they could go, you know, like twenty five, thirty deep for. A yeah, we just had the they just had the Ray Fisher at, at Riverside, uh, just a big Wisconsin amateur tournament, and uh, you know I think the guy generally at about thirteen, fourteen under for a two or three day score wins it. So. Uh, obviously, if you get a guy even like Stricker to come play it, he's probably going to go about eight deep in one round without breaking a sweat. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I, Yeah, is it fun to see him go deep every once in a while? Yeah. Is is it fun to watch them struggle? Sure. Uh, you know, as long as they're, on a, they're, they're always on the same playing field, you're going to get tournaments with a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I really don't care. As long as everyone's having fun. <laughs> yeah, so, something like that. So next week we'll move on to another new tournament. The uh, the command the Rocket Mortgage open. is not a new tournament, but it was at a new course. Uh, so now we are at the 3M Open, which was a former Champions Tour event. So they have moved that to be a PGA Tour event up at TPC Twin Cities. It looks like they're going to be playing at about 74, 7,500 yards. And I found this interesting because I did look up the previous results. Really low scores in the senior tour, it, isn't it? Very low scores. It also looks like they played it as a par 72. I, I couldn't find a distance that they played it at anywhere on the Champions Tour. I can't imagine it's much lower than 74, what they're what, what they're going to play this weekend. Yeah, it's 74-68 um, this week. But I but I did see that there were, you know, there's like a 540-yard par 5. Maybe they're just making that a long par 4. I, I would guess that that's probably the change to make it a par 71. Yeah. Um, but I, I couldn't find it anywhere for sure. But Kenny Perry won it last year. It's only a three-day tournament for the Champions Tour. He won it with, uh, and they're going to make me do the math because they don't have just the under par scores here. Uh, what is he, six? He shot 12 under on the second day. So Jesus. if that gives you an idea of you know potential for this course, 12 under, 18 under. He shot you know 21 under in a three-day tournament. Yeah, that's, that's I would hope that, you know, it would be a stretch to say that we're going to see back-to-back weeks where we either have – um, the the cut number tied, the record cut number tied. But it looks like if this plays similar to how the Champions Tour's been playing it, you know, there's at least a shot. Tom, there's a shot at seeing another four under they, cut. They brought in uh, Tom Lehman, though, 
and he made the course harder for this event. So it's I read that he like lengthened and narrowed the course. They also did some changes on 18. They moved like the tee box I think back and maybe did a worse angle. And they also made like the pond near the green like twice as big. So hmm. I think you'll definitely see higher scores in the senior event, but um, I don't know how much higher. Um, another fun fact: the course was originally designed by Arnold Palmer. So rest in peace. R.I.P. The uh, yeah, so you know, there's not a great field for this. I there are a couple notable names. We have Brooks Kepka's fifteen to two. We got Jason Day nine to one. Hideki ten to one. Uh, Bryson fourteen to one. Tony twenty eight to one. Victor and Patrick Reed are also twenty eight to one. We got uh, Chucky three sticks at thirty three to one. A couple slightly smaller names at 40 to 1 Keegan Bradley and Kevin Knott. So there are a couple notable names in this. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil's actually in this. He's at 50 to 1. But it's it's uh, far from a loaded field. Yeah, it's true. Um I I think uh I was going to go with Jason Day um for my pick, but I'm actually going to save him for the end um of the, of the year just cuz he's uh <laughs> What's that face for? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Jason Day, save him to the end. I'm yeah, because f- <laughs> for the the money event uh, list, uh, I guess like at the end when it's like coming coming down, how many don't they narrow it like each week? Dip- they do. Yeah, it? by the time we get to the last one, the Tour Championship, it's the it's the top thirty in the FedEx Cup standings. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think he was like top, I I'm pretty sure Jason Day was like twenty seven, but I, I could be wrong. Yeah, there. He's, he's up there. Um, so I'm actually going to go with Patrick Reed this week. Um, he did T thirty two in the U.S. Open and T thirty in the Travelers, and then he did he took a T five last week. Um, so at at the um the Mor- Rocket Mortgage, so he's been playing pretty well recently, and um, he's a well-known player and he's not he's not really high on the money list or the fedex cup point list so i thought he'd be a good pick i got a couple things here one we haven't been able to actually lock in our picks yet yeah i know i hate so after that I, I tell you who monday after, after i tell you who i picked there's no going back and changing it to copy because no, i know you're impressed by my pick last week no i'm picking patrick reed but we you... went the same we went same strategy this week we did a random draw we picked a name and if you copy me, I'm going to be very upset about this. Uh, my point before that, I don't have him to pick, but just an overall prediction. Brooks Kepka looking at this field, should dominate. He's not going to. There's zero chance he dominates. I don't even know why know they give him the good odds in Vegas. He, you know why? He doesn't care. Yeah, honestly. There, there's not a safer bet than saying no to will Brooks Kepka win this tournament. There's no chance. Yeah, none. Especially with the open coming up, he's yeah. He he will be one hundred percent focused on the open. I would actually he just be doesn't care. I think that it's a better chance that he gets cut than wins the tournament. I'm on your side there. Yeah, but do you, here's a question: Do you like that he doesn't care on these small tournaments no, and it. and it, and shows up to majors? Do you want him to to bust his ass every single week that he's out there? I mean, I don't. I, I don't know if I would say bust your ass, but, like, at least try a little bit. Like, everybody else does it. A little for the effort. <laughs> like, I mean, at least at least the other guys, like, you can tell that they're at least trying. I mean, the people are out there paying to see you. Like Yeah, showing up showing up to the the uh, the, range, the range five minutes before your tee time, whacking a couple, and then hitting the box is, is a rough look. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I don't – I wouldn't care if you do that every once in a while, but, you know, whether you're having a bad weekend or – 
even if it's just a really small tournament that that you're going to use to kind of work on some some different shot shapes or something i don't mind it occasionally but you do this every single small tournament it's it's a rough look and like okay if he's you know grinding and getting tired play in less tournaments just go out and in the ones you play in play hard and then sit out when you're tired like it it is funny because because i do find myself you know originally i couldn't stand the guy I have found myself the last couple of majors wanting to see him dominate just because, you know, a couple of his performances have been Tiger-esque where he just absolutely takes over and there's no chance for any other guy. So I have found myself kind of rooting to see that kind of dominance before, but he just tries so hard to make you not like him. Yeah, seriously. He couldn't try He couldn't try harder to make you not want to root for him. Like I would give so, up any part of my body that I, could, that I wouldn't need to still play golf to be in his position. And yeah. he just like doesn't want. Yeah. It almost looks like he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'd like a you know, that's an okay career, and I'd like a slice of that financial pie. Uh yeah, definitely. Uh, so so that prediction aside, I I'm with you. He he will miss the cut before he wins this tournament. I could see my that. pick for this week. Shot out of a cannon. We are gonna go with the man, the myth, the legend. Victor Hovland. That's I was literally just gonna say Victor Hovland could be a good. He's pick. had he's only been pro for two weeks. He had a great performance at the U.S. Open. Solid performances the last two weeks. It's a pretty small field. If he keeps hitting the ball and and scoring the way he's been, uh, you know this is a field to me that that he could snag his first PGA Tour victory on. Yeah, for sure. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and risk it. We'll see what happens. Could be could be a bad pick. He could be could be riding high and start to let those bad habits creep in. But we're gonna we're gonna let her fly. And then my backup is gonna be Hideki. I think Hideki will play pretty well. The other option I had for my backup was maybe Kevin Na. He hasn't played. You know he's he's been kind of on and off all year. But he he's a guy that can show up in a tournament like this with a smaller field and and really put a good number up there. You know I could see him going twenty deep or something over oh, yeah. over four days. For sure. Wouldn't surprise me. My backup is going to be Victor Hovland. I was about to talk about that. Um, I'm not going to switch to him because I, I want Patrick Reed. But better I, I think that was a really good pick by you. I mean, in recent weeks, I've been uh, I've been kind of hating on you. But, you know, that was <laughs> that, I think I think this is a quality one. I, hey, I deserved it three weeks ago. That was, that was a rough stretch. But last week we got back on the horse. And this week, you know, I think he has got some potential to give me a, a pretty good finish. Um but he's also not going to take away from some of those big-name guys that are high up on the FedEx Cup list or up on the World Golf Rings that I'm going to want to take a little bit later in the year when everybody else's guys are, options are dwindling. And they're actually trying. Yeah. <laughs> so so I think, you know, hopefully it may, may backfire. We'll see. But I, I'm really hoping that he's going to pull through. I, I got a random question for you. Um, Shoot. Do you think that, uh, I guess, you know, when you're out playing – you run out of golf balls. Do you think that being disqualified is too harsh of a penalty for running out of golf balls? Yes. You do. No, wait. Do I think it's too harsh? Yeah, it's too harsh of a penalty. No, I don't. No, I. I okay, I back up. My brain, my brain was uh, thinking you said something different. Um, no, that's not too harsh. You should definitely be disqualified. Yeah. I don't know. I think that the I think that they should be allowed to buy some more. I don't know. I think that it's too it's too easy of a cop out for a bad round. If you're losing that many balls, like you're gonna post a high number. Yeah, well, it will depend on the situation too. Like if you're in like a Ryder Cup or like a team event, you could always, you know, swallow your pride and and ask a teammate. 
Yeah, that's true. But I don't. Yeah, I mean it's an option. Always an option, especially Always when you have option. teammates. Yeah, teammates are are there for you. Team teamwork makes the dreams work. Good, good, bad, or bad, bad, good. Uh, yep. <laughs> good, good round or bad round. That's what I was trying to say there. I think we should move on to the random golfer. Yep. I was. Uh, I just realized I didn't have the spreadsheet up, so I got that up while we were talking. That was part of the confusion of not understanding the question correctly the first time, and also struggling with English a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're you know. We can multitask sometimes. A little bit. Not all the time. So last week we learned about Jerry Bubba Watson Jr. This Larry, week Jerry, we Gary, the... Terry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this week we got the random number generator up. We have the list of the top 100 from about three weeks ago now. And we got... We got Bubba again. Bubba again. Just wants yep. us to give Gary and Jerry all the love. Yep. So we're going to learn about Bubba Watson for the second week in a row. I'm just kidding. We'll do this again. This could be an interesting one. Whew. We are scrolling down. Actually, that's kind of wild. So we got number 96. And number I, I was expecting a random player that we had never heard of before. Number 96 is actually Zach Johnson. Ooh, Masters champion. Which, thank God it was not 95 because I can't say that guy's last name. That, that might be next week. It could be coming for you. You might want to we'll learn see. it. I can say his first name. It's Guido, if you want to look him up. Guido. Guido the golfer. All right, let's look up uh, Zach Johnson real quick. Take a look at Zach so, Johnson. He's born in Here's, Iowa City, Iowa, February 24th. Before we get into this, i got to ask you a question. What's up? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do his sunglasses bother you? Uh yeah, that reminds me. It's been a it's been a twelve for me ever since I've seen him. Like play. this isn't the Matrix Reloaded, dude. Just calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's been a twelve. It's through the roof. I can't stand it. Yep. Especially when he has that small little grin on his face. I'm just like, you. This like honestly, I, all I can think about is the Matrix. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. You're not getting shot at. You're not. You know. I just. Yep. There's no need to wear him that high and tight. Exactly. So, uh, yep, so did you say his age yet? He's 43? Yeah, he's 43, born in 76 um, in Iowa. 5'11", so not not really representing the short guys, but he's not quite to the six-foot limit. Uh, he's from, from Georgia. Went to Drake University. I tried to play for Drake University. That didn't go well. Wow. I emailed the coach. I never heard back from him. <laughs> not surprised after that state appearance. Yeah, well... Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Um, you know, That's tough true. when you're recruiting for yourself. Yeah. Uh, so he was the Masters champion in uh, 2007. PJ Championship best finish uh, tied for third in 2010. U.S. Open, his best finish is a tied for eight in 2016. And he won the Open Championship in 2015. It's uh, pretty impressive. Looks like he is a really big Jesus guy. <laughs> yeah, that was the first first thing that I saw when I was just kind of. Well, he's from Iowa, so I mean, scrolling. you kind of expect that, you know. Yeah, he. Uh, let's see here. You know, talking about his Masters championship real quick. He beat beat Tiger. How do you feel about that? I um, you know, I saw Tiger win the Masters this year, so that's all I really You're, need. It. Don't cheat if you're not looking at it. it um, 
Do you remember what his winning score was at the Masters? I no, I don't. Um, it was was it high or low? Uh, higher than normal. I'd say an even or or a minus one. Uh, higher than normal is a slight underwhelming notion. Uh, it was actually tied for the highest winning score at the Masters ever, Jesus. of one over, a total of two eighty nine. I wonder what was I wonder if it, what was going on that week. He tied Sam Snead and Jack Burke Jr. in the 50s. Yeah, I don't really remember. I, I remember watching him win it, but I don't remember really anything about the tournament. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, it was on Easter, too. I remember that, too. I was at my grandma and grandpa's on Easter watching it. Yeah, I remember, you know, I remember winning it, but I can't remember if there was weather. I can't remember if Tiger was chasing him down. I, I really have no recollection. Maybe a combo. But, you know, we've had possible brain injuries over the years, so <laughs> you never know. Uh, yeah, he's, um, let's see here. He's married to a, a lovely woman named Kim. He started the Zach Johnson Foundation dedicated to helping children and their families in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Let's see here. I mean, you know, he's one of those guys that, uh, do we have how many total wins he has? 12 PGA. Uh, 12 PGA Tour wins. So he's got 10 wins outside of majors. I, I mean, I don't remember the last time he's won, but that's, I mean, that's a solid career. Oh, absolutely. Uh, obvious, obviously, if you hit double digits and wins and, and two of those are majors, that's very impressive. And to, to stick around where you're at right now, that's it's also pretty impressive. Not to mention it's that like, he got the Masters. I mean, that's always like the, the creme de la creme. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at his 2018 it looks like he made. It looks like he played 25 tournaments, made 23 cuts. That's solid. Oh, Only yeah. two top tens. His best finish was a fifth, but he pulled in two mil. That's all right. Oh yeah. I played 23 golf tournaments Thursday through through Sunday for a couple million. Yeah, honestly, I would, I would play for much less than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you throw me like, I'd do it for 100k. Yeah. At this point. Oh yeah, play golf for 100k a year. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if there's yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of man. There's, he's got a lot of stuff on here that I feel like he's one of those guys you always see, like like always up on the leaderboards. Not that he gets a ton of victories, but he's all yeah. yeah. He he he's one of those guys that in the majors, uh, you don't even know that he's playing in the major, and then all of a sudden you see him like t six. Like coming down the stretch on Sunday, you go. Oh, not only is he playing, but he's actually you know playing kind of well. What's going on? It's probably just because he's, he's wearing sunglasses. And nobody wants to actually watch him play until he's like up near the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. He actually led the Drake Bulldogs to three NCA regional meets and two Missouri Valley championships. Shout out to the Missouri Valley. I was in a school there for a little while. <laughs> Trying to play golf, that didn't work out either. That's as far as we talk about that one. Yeah, but that the IT business analyst part of it. I mean, you got that now. Hey. Uh, what's his name? Who won last week? Nate. 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 <laughs> Nate Lashley. Lashley. Nate Lashley's a realtor, man. That's true. He's a realtor for a while. I could make a comeback. You could. Not saying I will. Not saying that's even physically possible. Just saying. Former I, I IT business analyst. Now. Masters champion. 
I mean, you could say former a lot of things that would sound way better than that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we we rock T Bell for, you know, a little while. You say former Taco Bell employee. Now, you know, Masters throw, champion. Throw, throw back to those old jobs. <laughs> way back in the day. Oh yeah. So that's a little bit about Zach Johnson. The other thing I was going to ask you: How do you feel about his Seymour putter? I can't believe he still uses those. No comment. <laughs> you don't like you don't you don't like you don't like a man using a in essence a training aid while he's putting. No, I don't, and I don't know. I'm still hung up on his sunglasses, to be honest with you. I just I'm surprised that it's even legal. Honestly, the Seymour. That's true. I mean, when that I don't know. I I would think that that should be or would be considered a, a training aid. Almost it almost pisses me off as much as Adam Scott using his belly putter still. <laughs> what about Bernhard Langher? Langher. Langher. I don't even know what he uses. Lang her. I don't even know her. <laughs> is uh, Does he use a belly putter as well? Yeah, he's got a non-anchored belly putter. I mean, here's the thing. I guess if you're good enough at using it without anchoring it, it's a little bit of an advantage because you can use it anytime you need to, to drop. Oh, yeah, you know, true. Obviously, they're a little longer than drivers. But, I mean, it's like a few inches longer than the drivers. Is that really giving you that much of an advantage? Probably not. I think Keegan... He can still use King and Bradley still use the um the belly putter. I, I don't know what yeah yeah the belly putter. But oddly enough, he doesn't piss me off when he uses it. I don't know why. I don't know. He's he's really tall. I can't wait yeah. to do Keegan Bradley. He's like 7'4". <laughs> yeah, when you when you grow up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that about wraps it up. We uh Learned a little bit about Zach Johnson, ranked number 96 in the world as of three weeks ago. We got the 3M Open this coming weekend. The John Deere after that, and then we got the Open last. I, oh yeah, it feels weird with this being the last major of the year with it them does. switching it around. I guess they're trying to kind of make it where the PJ Championship is, or the the Tour Championship. I mean, it's like kind of the major. fifth major. Yeah. Uh, it you know it'll take some getting used to. It'll feel fine eventually, but. For this year, it feels a little odd that the Open yeah. is, is it. It, yeah. it feels super early in the year for it to be the last major. Yeah, it always, you know, it's always like the PGA, and then I'm like, oh, okay, golf's pretty much done now. <laughs> yeah, get, get the big names a couple weeks off. They come back all fresh for, like, the Sony Open in Hawaii mm-hmm. and, you know, battle 60-mile-an-hour wins. <laughs> the Chevron World Challenge. Yeah, stuff like that. But, you know, we'll have some fun two weeks from now because we got, like, the Barbasol on the side of the Open. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll get to dive into some some players that you know we've probably never heard of. So yeah, that'll be fun. They're going out there playing for like a quarter of the money. Yeah, that purse is is it's pretty weak. almost depressing when you look. It's at like the three million, the, isn't it? The other, yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, the three I'm open next weekend up at TBC Twin Cities. And, you know that'd be a fun course to get up to sometime. Those TBC courses are, are pretty sweet. Represent the Midwest again. Yeah. So. We will see what happens. I'm going to be rooting on my boy Victor Hovland. Hopefully he can get his first professional PGA Tour win. Absolutely. Um, Also, just to wrap up um, the end of the podcast, just uh, wanted to mention our Twitter handle again. It's uh, at uh, OB underscore golf pod. So give us a follow if you are liking our content. You can hit us up if you have any recommendations on what you want to hear next week or Really, anything we're happy to hear from anybody. So, uh, yeah, if we're if we're missing out on something, you want us to talk about something you saw, 
there's a, a different golfer you want us to dive into, you know, we'll take a couple requests if we get any. If you want to banter us so. about, uh, you know, the way that uh, who we've been digging on. Uh, God, I can't even remember his name now. He pisses me off so much. <laughs> Brooks Kepka. Yeah, Brooks Kepka. If you want, if you want to banter <laughs> us about him, uh, go ahead and do that because you'll lose that argument, but it'd be fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can step up to the plate on that one, but you're striking out every time. Yep, striking out, swinging. Yep. So uh, at at underscore uh, ob underscore golf pod. Otherwise, you can always reach me on my other my my personal Twitter at thirty three golfer. Let us know if you want us to to cover anything or or anything else. Yeah, and you can uh, obviously check out our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and pretty much all the other major platforms. So um, uh, it's actually not on iTunes yet. Oh, really? I don't. I got to figure out why it's not going to iTunes. Okay. Um, but we'll we'll get that up. It's literally everywhere else. Yeah. Um, but you know we're still rookies, so we're uh, we're figuring this out still. Um, I'll get it up on iTunes as quickly as possible. I don't know if that's something that is just just takes a little bit to um, accept a new podcast, or if I actually have to go on and and do something specific. So we'll get that figured out. In the meantime, Spotify and and Google Podcasts are probably the main avenues. Yeah, Spotify uh, puts or, us up right away. So. Yep, yep. So we appreciate you guys listening. Go Victor and go, who'd you have? I had Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed. Yes. That's an interesting topic. I can't wait to cover him. Yeah, me too. I hope he doesn't disappoint me. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if this tournament yields another very low score or if they can toughen it up for these guys. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See you. See ya.